one. Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the Bricks in the Wall. How y'all doing, guys? It's Friday. Man, and let me tell y'all, we kind of just went through some shit here in Texas. Um, we went, we had some storms, and there was about, I think, 16 in total hurricanes. Uh, we got really lucky at our house. Um, but sadly, just like three, four blocks from our house, a couple houses got destroyed. The roofs got blown off. The, uh, an apartment complex they had to shut down. They're gonna demolish. It was pretty scary, man. But uh, thank God we're here. We're safe, and uh, we got a great guest for y'all today. Um, and interesting, interest, interestingly, he asked me before we did the meeting. He asked me, "How how do you come up with your guest, or how do you do this whole thing that you do now?" And I just told him off the bat that, truthfully, all of this stuff just works off of intuition and synchronicity. I'm not actively out there looking for guests, but um, I'll just randomly click on someone who's liked some of my posts. I'll scan through their through their account, and if I see some of the stuff, you can tell by the stuff that they post that they're kind of either awakening or on the process. So um, I actually have someone who's been on that path for a while, and we talked just a little bit before, and I can tell he's going to have a great story for us. Um, Someone who, he, well, he's going to tell us his story, but just one of the main things is he stopped drinking, which was an issue for him. And um, for me, too, you know, uh, as y'all heard maybe in this podcast, um, I used to be a heavy drinker, you know, every day, all the time, maybe a fifth of vodka. And it wasn't until I really got back into mushrooms that kind of helped me heal myself in a sense. So I'm really uh, curious to hear this guy's story. His name is Joey. It looks like he's coming to us from Alabama, uh, straight country from the south. I love it. Um, says here he's a husband, a father of five, and he's just trying to spread love and light. And he has several accounts, and I, I was going through his other one, and he has a lot of inspirational quotes. And the one thing that his bio had that really stuck out with me was that he said, um, it never gets easier, you just get stronger. So welcome, Joy. How are you doing today? Um, thank you, Warren. I appreciate it, buddy. I'm, I'm doing great, doing great. Well, what is Everybody's that? doing wonderful. Uh, you're coming to us from Alabama, correct? Yes, yes, Coleman, Alabama. Awesome, awesome. So that quote that you put, it never gets easier, you just get stronger. What does that mean to you, quick, like right off the bat? Uh, it means that the stuff, you got, I'm 45 years old, I have five kids, you know, and uh, it never gets, like I said, you learn from the, what you have done in the past, what you've done wrong in the past. There ain't nobody perfect, right. by no means. Right. And the, I mean, it's knowledge that you grow and, and build like a tree, a sapling, to you know, to full grown tree. And it's you know, in the scars and stuff that you learn, you want to. I feel like I want to give that back to people so they don't go down. You know, my kids, my family, my friends, the whole world. I love everyone and everything. But uh, and we all need to grow together and be the best that we can be. And if you can't share your experience that you've done wrong in the past with other people, say so don't they don't go that same way. Then what what good are we? Right. I mean. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think so, it was uh, Shakespeare who he wrote the quote. I think it was something like, uh, "A smart man learns from his mistake. A clever man learns from the mistakes of others." So even just in your life by going through your own experiences. And I like how you said the scars that you get throughout your life. Um, I've noticed the best lessons are learned like through tough times 
because that's when you mostly grow through the uncomfortableness. That's when something really sticks with you and you really grow from it. And, uh, and then take into consideration that you can look around the world and see all the mistakes people commit and you can kind of get a glimpse onto how, how not to take that path or, or do the decisions that certain people make. Yeah, I realized that, you know, um, I'm 45 and a brief of where I come from, you know, born in Katie's Kentucky, uh, lived there two years and then moved to Houston, Texas, lived there for eight years, then moved to Birmingham, Alabama when I was uh, 12 or 11 and graduated from high school in Birmingham, then come up towards Coleman, Alabama and got married, divorced, um, remarried, have a blended family with, uh, you know, five kids. They're, you know, uh, two of the five are, two of the five are grown now, but uh, I was, my, my mother was single. I didn't ever have a dad around, blah, blah, blah. I never used excuses for anything. Um, but I was always the type of guy, you know, I come from a very abusive childhood. My dad was actually a, uh, I can say this because he's dead. He was never close to us. He just practically beat us when we were in, growing up because he'd come home drunk all the time. Mm. But somehow, I still was positive all the time. I've always been positive. I never let what affect being home at, you know, happen at school, wow. which, you know, school back then, you know, I graduated in 95. It was an escape, you know, but I don't know why that never messed me like that. Cause I was like vice president, you know, vice president, whatever, Really, you know, played sports and yeah, I played sports and missed, you know, who's who prom king, did all that stuff and and you know with a single mom and and stuff and she worked across town so it was it was difficult but you have to people you can't use that as an excuse i guess that you need to say if you can always look for the good in something because there's always you can always find the bad right always yeah if you can look for the good in something your whole life every day wake up feeling good being positive just in those five first five minutes you wake up that's going to set your attitude for the whole day mm -hmm. and i guess since i you know when i was a kid i always had this motto is to uh, love everyone and love everything i don't know why i had that motto when i come to, from such an abusive childhood mm -hmm. my parents ended up getting divorced when i was probably like 13 or 14 which i hardly ever saw my dad i probably saw him a handful of times you know until he passed away when i was like 24. Then I found out he was a hitman in the mafia. Whoa. That's one of the reasons he was so abusive. Uh, and he did bad stuff to people. And I had no idea. My mom would never tell us that's where he passed away. And he ran away from us whenever we, you know, the kids start getting older. Because he had five kids. Uh -huh. And so what a, what, a, what a coincidence. Huh? But uh, anyway, but I've always, I've been a terminal manager in trucks. I've been in transportation logistics for 27 years now. I was in the Marine Corps. Did logistics in the Marine Corps. Somehow, some way, with I never let anything try to make me down. Hmm. And but the bad thing is, this day and time, the commercials you watch, the TV you watch, the, the constant violence you see, the constant the brainwashing through the the mainstream media and stuff is. I never realized how really, really bad it was until probably three years ago. Hmm. And I cut it all. Now let me ask you, Joey. Um... You say you have uh, five, uh, four siblings also, correct? Yeah, five. Okay, now, I always wonder, did you, was it only you who turned out to, I guess, 
uh, awaken, for the lack of a better term? Or are your brothers and sisters similar, or do you think you're one of a kind in your family? No, no, I'm not one kind. My sister, all, all my brothers and sisters stuff are outgoing stuff as far as, like, going this way that I'm going now is kind of a little bit more out there because, you know, I, to be honest, I believe in a lot more stuff because I study. Mm. Now that I don't shrink, I work from home now. I'm not managing 50 to 75 employees like I did for 10 years. You know, I have time to work from home. I'm actually a father now. Mm. I'm actually a father. For, you know, for 25 years, I drove an hour away each way, somewhere to go to work. So I was gone a minimum 12 hours a day. I come home most of the time, shit face drunk and stuff. And, but, you know, you know what that leads to, yeah. you know, from stress for the day, I probably use you a prick. I wasn't ever like my dad. I never said I'd be like my dad would have beat on my kids and all that stuff. I wasn't ever like that. So, but, uh, you know, you, you have kids. You're, and at that time, I was a single dad with two kids of my own, you know, and it's a very unique situation how our blended family has come together, but it's been great. Hmm. You know, I found my wife. We've been together for 10 years now. And, and you know, because me and my ex were not good for each other and, bad things have happened, but I, I was one of these, I'm one of these functioning addicts that you don't miss work, but I damn sure could drink and have a party the night for. Wow. <laughs> so, wow, man. You said a so, lot of, yeah. you said a lot of interesting things there. Um, but I think it's fascinating because all the people that I come across that are kind of on this path of awakening and growing went through that trauma, went through some difficult times, but but like you, they, they got up, you know, even though they got beat down or pushed down by life or by society, they keep getting up and they're not going to accept defeat. And I think it's something about that type of personality that, that goes with the people who are on this path. Why do you think it is, uh, Joey, that some people, <clears throat> like maybe your father, just can't change or don't ever see the light or, or don't ever, you know, make that decision to... To, to maybe admit that they could have been wrong. Yeah, I don't, yeah, God God took my father from the hospital when he passed away. He hated the hospital. A little story on that real quick, I'll ask you a question. Uh, he, he was a very perverted flirt. He was in the hospital for pneumonia or something. He was checking out that day, and he never got a situation that, uh, I don't know why I'd say that, but God can take you out anywhere, anytime. But he, uh, he, the nurses come in and checked on him about the releasing. Three minutes after they come in and checked on him, he dropped dead on the floor, floor the day he's checking out of a heart attack. Wow. They revived him after 56 minutes. They revived him. They come back in there and checked on him again and got him back alive. Of course, he was brain dead hmm. and stuff, but uh, they got him back alive enough for us to just go up there and see him to say goodbye, which I ain't seen him in 10 years before that. So, you know, the goodbye was really not a, a goodbye, but whatever. Hmm. So, but, uh, but I, that's a very interesting question because he didn't stay in my life enough to, I think it's me and my little brother, which is two years younger than me, as we got bigger and we could possibly defend ourselves, you know, he wasn't no sissy ass. I can tell you that now. Hmm. But, uh, but as we got bigger and stuff, my mom told us after she got divorced that he got so abusive that she planned to kill him. She had a plan to kill him. And then that didn't happen, of course. And, you know, ended up getting divorced and he moved out of the state and all that stuff, which is him out of our life was better than him in our life. 
I guess you would say. Sometimes it just works out better. Yeah. But you know, yeah. you know, not not one of the guys that you know had a mom. My mom had her issues and stuff. Single mom working, like I said, an hour away across town of Birmingham, and and still stay positive, still up. Yeah, pretty much just helped raise my little brother, which I had an older sister. She she practically helped raise us when my mom went there. But uh, I just want people to realize that this not do not trust our government. First of all. Our, our government has got our country in this world so lied to and deceived and deception that did I did good in school. I went to college, got my little degree in college and tried to do the good things and kind of find out that, man, that sh- shit don't mean shit unless you really need it for a specific, specific job. Right, right. All they want you to do is get... They want you to do is get in more debt in the system as soon as you get out of high school to make a fifty thousand dollar job where you got a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt of school loans. Our our country, our government, people have got to quit trusting our government. And I used to be one of those guys, you know, I never really trust our government, but I never got into politics, I never got to this or that and stuff, but well. I started waking up, like everything really started affecting me in my late, mid late thirties. But most time, dude, I, I stay, I call it dumbed down. Mm-hmm. I stay so drunk or buzzed all the time. I call it, I was dumbed down. It, you know, the, dev, the devil was in me. The mm-hmm. demons were in me because I didn't want to think about it. They, they want you, the government wants you to drink. They want you to stay fucked up. So you don't realize the beautiful things that's going on around you and wake up to the actual stuff that's happening. You know, they don't want us to be enlightened. They don't want our conscience to be open. And, you know, they want us to be a, a, a nation of thinkers. I mean, not thinkers, of workers. Right, right. They don't want a nation of thinkers. Right, right. Amen, brother. I love all that. And um, I definitely want to talk about that, but I want to go back to, I want to hear your story of how you awakened because you said you, were, you weren't really a father because you were working a lot and you were drinking a lot. What, what was it that led you down this path of, of, of unfolding? All right. Well, so about three years ago, three and a half years ago now, I was a terminal manager. I had up to 55 to 75 employees, ran a terminal, $12 million a year revenue, blah, 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 shop, all this good stuff. And uh, dedicated my life to it, you know, moved up to the ranks, got a terminal manager position job. That's a good position, but... Everything, you know, I, I was drinking. You know, I drink, you know, on the way home. I, I'm a sociable person. So first, you know, I'm not coming home and being an asshole every night to the kids. You know, something sets you off easy when you buzz hmm. and you're a parent and you're ready for the end of the day. So when I got down to work where everything I worked for, because I grew my terminal from a $2.5 million terminal to a $12 million terminal in two and a half years, well, a few years after that, they – these people started coming in, they just started tearing it down. Mm. Tearing it down because it wasn't like with their agenda. So that to me is like spitting in my face what I, I grew. Because I had the most profitable drivers. I had the least turnover, you know, et cetera, and stuff. And because uh, I, I, I respect people. I want to make good money. Right. But, uh, but one day they just crossed the line. I was working seven days a week for like six, seven months straight. Conference calls two and three times a day, every day of the weekends. And I said, this is just enough of this. I said, look, I got to go, guys. It's out, you know, 
I can't do this over. But what, so left, Joey, sorry to interrupt, but what was it, Joey? Had you already had thoughts of this? Were you getting bored of it? Were you, was it... Um... No, well, yeah, I was getting bored of it because I've been doing it so long and I feel like I've done mastered. You know, taking a, a trucking terminal from two and a half million years to 12 million a year in two and a half years, mm-hmm. three years, is is phenomenal. So, you know, I'm a wide-open guy and I love numbers. I'm very strategic and all kind of stuff. And uh, so I kind of did get bored with it. It didn't... You know, when I build up my empire there, stuff they start tearing it down because it just don't work with you know what they got going on, which has been going on for twenty something years. Hmm. You know, and uh, so it's like they spit in your respect. face. It's it's essentially like they spit in your face. Oh yeah, well they ne- there was never any thank yous. You know, you got two or three commerce calls. You know, and how the system was set up, they're constantly pulling trucks from us and all this stuff, and then. I just got fed up with it. Plus, you know, I felt like, I don't know. I don't know what I felt like. I felt like that they were on a mission to just, I don't know, they're dismantling what I what I liked and what I wanted to do, and my, my goals and dreams. And they wanted me to give a reason to tell all these people, you know, why we're doing this. Because we've been doing it this way for 20 years. Hmm. You know, we were in the plastic industry. You know, is what it was. We didn't do bad at bulk tankers in the plastic industry. It's very, very demanding. Mm. Everything you use for your car, drinking, everything is foul plastic. We haul the raw material. Oh. We're the largest in the country that did it. So it's very, very demanding. Okay. And, uh, and so, but I, I got kind of, I guess, burned out on it. You know, they're changing their ways big time and stuff. And I left. I left and took a couple months off. And I decided, well, I guess I need to start getting back because... At this time, I was like, I realized that how much closer I've been. Because they're having some, we're having some rough times with my oldest son. My son, my son, I have my daughter, Savannah, my stepson, AJ, my son, Ethan, uh, and I have twins that are 13, Ali and Aiden. Mm-hmm. And uh, my son, you know, my kids practically raised themselves because I was never there to raise them, you know, except with my, my wife, which she wasn't my wife until just five years ago. Like I said, my daughter's 23 now. And so, so, like I said, my kids practically raised themselves because I was a single dad. You know, same old story, kind of like my mom. But, you know, my mom didn't drink stuff. But uh, it was, you know, just numbing the pain. I, You know, it was pretty much dumbing me down. Dumbing me down. I got burned out on it. So I decided to start meditating. What was the catalyst for that, Joey? For, to start meditating? Yeah, what made you decide? Uh, let me try this uh, out. Let me, the, what, really, what really set me off for the, to start meditating is, is I wanted to slow my mind down. Mm. I'm a very, very hyper person. Mm. <laughs> um, so I took myself on all, all see, when I, I took off myself off, I took Adderall stuff for over 10 years. I'd abuse that. Mm. When I was a functioning addict, you know, I'd take my you know, pain pills, drink with them and stuff. So I was wide open. So like I said, now I'm wide open. I ain't even on anything. I'm just a high, very, very hyper person. So I wanted my mind to slow down and clear, clear my mind. And so I could stop. So I started sitting out back and I started meditating. And I had a couple experiences <laughs> meditating actually one time, made me cry. I'll tell you about that real fast. Yeah, that was right when I started. Another reason that outside, I was outside, I have a porch. It comes off the back of the house. Underneath the porch, it's, you know, the rain can't get on you and stuff. 
has like a thing that runs the water off. So I was sitting underneath the porch out there meditating. There was a bad storm out. Pow, pow. Well, this first time that I um, started medi- uh, meditating where I was talking, oh, I was doing the cosmic records. I was trying to tap into my cosmic record. Mm. I, I've never tried this before. It was thundering outside real hard. So I laid my mat down on the ground underneath the patio. It's not the rain or anything. And uh, I lay down there and I started getting to have it playing on my tablet. <clears throat> this, you know, and I'm really concentrating because I'm really new into it. And I'm trying to get into it so I can, you know, do the exercise properly. Mm-hmm. So I get into this meditation and I'm in it, right? And clouds are pop. I mean, light is popping, thunder is rolling, whatever. And about seven minutes into it, I realized that it was a 19 minute long video or whatever. And uh, I couldn't pull my arms and legs up off the ground. Mm. I don't know if the electromagnetic charge from the atmosphere or what. Well, <laughs> for about two minutes, two or three minutes, literally, I was like, I wasn't like fighting it. I was trying to still stay in my mind. And, but I was trying to, to release myself. But I was trying to even like adjust my arms or legs or something a little bit. Mm. And I noticed I couldn't pick them up. Well, little tear coming out the corner of my eye there after about two or three minutes, like, is this going to let me up? And and it did. And I did. Wow. And I thought that was, yeah, that was pretty freaking crazy. Well, let me... And about a month after that, I got electrocuted underneath that same porch. Really? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple things. Um, first of all, Joey, that's a very interesting story. Uh, doing this podcast, I've heard many similar stories. Uh, it's interesting because it seems that people get to this point, like you said, a lot of people are kind of just drowning their emotions, their thoughts away with either drugs or behaviors or drinking or some type of habit. And they drown and they push these feelings and emotions down, 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 and they kind of just make them kind of masks them away. And then they get to yeah. this point where they're either meditating or dancing or um, looking at the stars or doing some type of sound. Something to raise their vibration. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something to raise their vibration. And all of a sudden they break and like they start crying and they start pouring out all this emotion that they bottled up for so long. And they sometimes even just start weeping and they just kind of have this release of like, (sighs) finally, like finally the body has had the opportunity to like release all that built up stress that's built up over years and years and years and i think these types of experiences which you clearly put as raising consciousness these are the things that kind of help us return back to homeostasis and normalcy now joey i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to sound like a prick or like i'm judging but just looking off of you and the pictures you post uh, someone would maybe describe you as a redneck, but you're very smart. Like just hearing the way you talk, the fact that you know about the Akashic records and meditating and this strange oh, stuff. Yeah. Where, where did you get what all this information? What else you from Alabama? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else do you expect to be called? <laughs> yeah, where did, that, that just goes hand in hand. Where did you? Even though I'm not a red, uh, you know, a redneck, yes, it's kind of or just goes where where you live. Right. So, but where did you yeah, get this information yeah. from? Where did you start pulling all this knowledge from? Which, um, like, just well, about the thing is, it's about forty-five. So what? What got me on? So still, when I started this with the med thing, I was still drinking, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't. So let me finish that story. So I had a goal six months before I stopped drinking on eleven, eleven, twenty-one. Um, 
Oh, that's wow. when I picked the date six months before to stop drinking. Okay. So I've already been meditating for about nine months, six, nine months at this time. I'd start, um, I like doing adventuring. I go out, I wake up every morning between three and four. Uh, and I, I'll even out go meditating at the, we have a, it's called Duck River. It's a dam that nobody goes, you know, fishermen and stuff go to, but not at three in the morning. I go out there and I'll sit on the dock and I'll meditate. Uh, I'll go out there and stargaze. I go out there to clear my mind. Wow. And I go out there just to ride out there and listen to music that's positive, vibrating music that does not lower your frequency because the music you listen to these days lowers your frequency. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, it's, and people don't realize that. I tell them, kids, nothing is right. I love right music. I started, but the subliminal message behind it is what affects people's minds. Yeah. And so, and people, people got to realize that. In our government, I hate to keep pushing this, but uh, our government is behind all of that. But anyway, but after I got on the 11 11, stopped drinking on 11 7 because I actually had tied a pretty good one on, got into my wife, which was my fault because I was drunk. And uh, I just said, now's the time I just did it quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before I get in trouble, before I lose my wife or or stuff, I went ahead and just, just quit. I'm already doing meds. I'm already focusing on this path. Mm-hmm. So, but during this whole time, I taught myself, I pulled all my, this is when COVID first started, and I pulled all my 401k out. I didn't trust, you know, I diversified it because I didn't trust how, I didn't feel good about the stock market. I had a buddy guide me, and I started learning about crypto. I started studying about economics, world economics, what was going on in the world. And because I realized that everything I learned in school was a, is practically a damn lie. Mm-hmm. The stuff we should be learning in school is, is what they want us to learn. Yeah. It's not what we should be learning. Right. You know, we should be learning skills and crafts. Of course, everybody needs to learn how to, and I was a, I was a big school guy. One of my kids, you know, you better get A's, B's, C's, W film. The, the agenda they have for schools these days is terrible. Right. Yeah. It's freaking horrible, man. And they give a shit less. Yeah. And, you know, so, but, uh, and, and I started deception is everywhere. I started realizing that my whole life, everything's been lied, lied to, mm-hmm. from, you know, from the moon landing to the Kennedy assassination to 9 11. You know, you're thinking all these times, all these times that all these people did this shit to, our, to us and our government and all this. It's our own government doing it to ourselves. Right, right. So fucked up, man. So fucked up. Yeah. And stuff, and I study hours and hours on stuff every day because I'm addicted to studying and learning now. I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. That's one of the most, like you said, the most important thing is learning. And, and through schooling and the whole propaganda, the agenda that they propose to us, they get kids to hate learning because they hate school. Kids don't want to be in school. And then they automatically kind of... Uh, uh, assimilate learning with school and then they don't want to learn anything and then you, you kind of take that that curiosity out of them but I think a lot of us truthers we still have some of that curiosity left and and what it really comes down to on this earth is the, the basic five questions who am I why am I here where are we going who is God all of that stuff we, nobody ever really thinks about mm-hmm. that stuff but if you start with that then you start researching okay where did the world come from who created this you start looking into different religions. Exactly. You start questioning society and what they tell you in school. 
And then from there, you start questioning, who am I? Where did I come from? Who created me? And, and you just start going down that path of curiosity and really wanting to learn. But if you're a dumbed down person, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make fun of you, but like on Adderall and drinking, you know, just lowering their consciousness, then you have no way of ever, yeah. ever going down that path of curiosity. It kills you, curiosity. Like you said, it, it dumbs us down. And and just think how many how much and the thing is is like uh, people don't even realize like pro sports college sports you know I've always loved watch I played football for years and years and all this good stuff but they want you to be you know to to watch those football games on Saturday they want you to watch those pro games on Sunday they want you to watch that Monday night football Monday and they they want you watching that stuff and say, so you're not out there trying to learn that learn and figure out what's going on in this world. Exactly. It's all a big fucking distraction. Yeah. Yeah. And then people look at you like you're crazy. People look at me like I'm crazy all the time because I study this stuff and I try to tell them and I, and damn near everything I've told them is kind of fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, I got 10 chickens out here. I got seven, eight months ago. It's out here. My neighbor thought, looked at me like I was crazy. Bring chickens. <laughs> You know what? They were asking for damn eggs now. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Exactly. It's a simple concept. I mean, and see, that's I'm, the I'm thing, Joey. That, that's the thing. Like when when we like the truther community, like you can mm-hmm. you can see the two factions. There's the truther community, and then the people just stuck on on the on the narrative they sell them. So the truthers, they 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 want to help others. They want to sh- educate others. They want to help others find healthy yes. food. They want to help others find knowledge. It comes from a place of love. Yes. But the people who follow the narrative, it's kind of like they're making fun of us. They, they hate us. They think we're stupid. It's a place of hate. Like just by analyzing the personalities of the people that these two factions, you can see that there's one that's trying to help you. It's trying to reach out your hand to, to help you out, help, help you figure out what's going on. And the other side's kind of like saying, fuck you. You know, why aren't you following the rules? Why aren't you doing what you're told? Yeah. And, and, and the rules are so fucked up. But, you know, like what idiot would believe these rules that you're trying to enforce on us? Right. I mean, I mean what idiot would want to sit here and do this and not fight? People don't understand what freedom is. Anymore. They don't because we don't have any damn freedom. Not the freedom like we think we should be having. Mm-hmm. That's the, one of the big problems. Right. And I think it's amazing when it's people like you, Joy, who, who, who can become financially free and then do the things like you're doing now. Like, I want to talk about your Instagram now because what you're doing on Instagram, I love it. It's basically kind of like what all the truthers are doing. We're, we're fighting this the spiritual battle on the battlefield of online, basically. We're kind of just posting things, trying to get the eyes of other people. Digital warriors. Right, exactly. So what? when, as you were on this path of awakening and researching and meditating and stop drinking, when did you decide, hey, what if, what if I... Okay, well, let's go back, sorry. Because you started doing photography, right? Was this when you... St- yeah, I, I, I started filming photography about the same time when I quit drinking, about a year ago. You... A little over a year ago. So that I was... started doing it by some cameras, drones, bought me a drone, which I've done three of them. So bought me an electric bike so I can get out there. Bought all gear and stuff. And I love getting out there. And like tonight, I'll be out there taking pictures of the stars again tonight, like I did last night. I got up three this morning. I, I chase sunrises and sunsets wow, I love now it. that I work from home. I love so it. I work from home and I can work from my iPad. I'm a, I'm a broker for truck. Uh, 3PL, which is transportation broker. Oh, my brother-in-law started a firm, so it allowed me to work from home now. And it gives me a lot of freedom to, you know, so you're not exactly strapped to the computer 
for eight, ten hours a day. It gives you a little bit of time you can go out and, you know, things you couldn't do when you're working the, I call it working in a box. Yeah. yeah. I would never go back to work in a box. Like I said, I have 25 years of management experience, blah, blah, blah. I would go work a construction job just if I had to. to I'm not going back to the box. I'm not going back to work for the corporation that does nothing on the back end, tries to kill us. Yep. Yeah. So their food that you feed us through. People got to wake up to all this stuff. The water, you can't drink the water, the fluoride of the water. You know, you can't even go to the damn dentist without them trying to kill you. Deception's <laughs> everywhere. They put that fluoride on your teeth, man. Yeah, That's, sure. I mean, it's everywhere. They're just freaking insane. Yeah, I know. It's true. And uh, But let me ask you this, Joy. What was it that made you want to do photography? Because you were already going outside all the time. Um, yeah, is I want to be outside all the time. I'm pure. I'm curious about. I love digging for like crystals. Um, I started collecting crystals and stuff, and I I want to start. I start digging them. I try to find creeks and stuff around here that that nobody's been around. I found a really good one that's uh, had three Bigfoot sightings at it in the last twenty years. Oh shit! And like literally nobody lives at it. So uh, it's a spring, and uh, it's um, the photography. It, it's the learning. It's learning mm. um, on the photography. I bought me nice lens, lenses and stuff, and but it's there and in the photography community on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, as, guys, go uh, check like his. It. Yeah, go check his accounts down. I'm gonna put his uh, links down below. But he has some badass pictures of birds, like he said, sunsets, just badass natural yeah. photography. And I love how you put on your bio. Yeah, I like Sorry. You going now? I love how you put on that bio. You said you're capturing the world from my eye, like your own personal eye. And I love that because yes. when, when I was a little kid, I would, I would like wonder late at night, why, what is the purpose of all of this here? There's animals, there's humans, there's this thing called life. And uh, one, of the big, one of the big things is, is uh, people ask me, photographers ask me, what are you going to pick you want to do? Maybe you usually do, want to do landscape or they want to take pictures of people. I want to take pictures of everything that looks pretty or looks good. My, my wife is a kind of got a, a bit of a sickness illness and um, she can't get out with me as much. So a lot of times I video myself on the pass with the GoPros and riding my bike and I video a lot of my own posts or like that. I do it, a lot of that stuff. So she can't get out there with me. So I do it for her so she can see what I'm seeing. Oh man, that's so But not sweet. just her, not just her, but I do it for you know, inspiration for, you know, sometimes a, a beautiful picture somebody looks at has been in a terrible mood, depressed. All it takes is one one picture to look at to change that mood, which I've always told my kids and I always told everybody. I smile at everybody and I talk to everybody. Yeah, I always people won't talk to anybody. But uh, I said, you walk by somebody, if you see somebody that has a you know, frown on their face, try to make eye contact and just smile at them. Yeah. Yeah. People do not realize that small gesture right there will keep somebody from killing themselves that day. You don't know. Yeah, for sure. You don't know what that person's going through, but you know, you offer to, hey, can I open this door for you? Hey, can I put your groceries in your car for older lady and stuff? You know, I never was, I was always such in a hurry before. I would never even, I thought, I think those things in my mind, but I would put them, you know, the forefront. Nowadays, if I'm at the grocery store or something, I see an older lady that's, needs help for anybody to have something heavy or something they'll you know or take their buggy back whatever it's the smallest gestures you know and not being stuck in yourself and and just lending a helping hand yeah to something 
I love that. To somebody. I love it. To somebody. I mean, that's everybody just one tight thing a day. There's eight billion of us. <laughs> yeah. Everybody did one nice yesterday. The world was starting to be a lot better place really fast. Yeah, for sure, brother. And you know, when in this community, you'll hear a lot from people about how are we going to destroy the new world order? What What is the plan? What are we going to do? But I love it. You basically gave us the answer. It's art. It's showing a beautiful picture. Something with mm-hmm. beauty can like really bring you back to that, to, to source, you know, to really appreciate what we're doing here and what this life is and how magnificent it is to be alive. And then tying it back to like keeping someone from killing themselves t- today on TikTok, I saw a video of a guy, he was just driving and he was recording himself and then he kind of stops and he turns the camera and some guy's trying to hang himself on a tree. And so he like jumps out of his car and like picks him up and it's like, man, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Stop, man. Why are you doing this? Man, don't do this. Somebody loves you. And it's just like that guy was on the verge of like ending it. No more existence. No more appreciating yeah. beauty. No more being here now. It's good. He was and just apparently going, he's doing it right there out public. If, if the guy drove by and saw him, if where the hell's everybody else at? Right. You know, that's the thing is nobody cares. You know, I hate to say it, my son got shot three or four months ago in the arm. Man. In Huntsville, and he's alive, thank God. But there's no value for life anymore. Mm-hmm. The agendas that these people are pushing and, and letting people out of jail with no consequences, and you know, it. But there's no, there's no value of human life anymore, and it's sad. Yeah, it, it's going to change. It'll change, but it's a slow process when it comes to that, because there's there are, and once again, our government has divided us so many different ways i don't care if you green brown yellow white whatever the hell color you are we all have red inside i love you you may be the meanest hating person where i still love you yeah i still go up to you if you just satan worshiper everything if you do something about the kids i'll kill you but but uh <laughs> but, like, but besides that but, i mean if, like i said i'm gonna smile at you and try to make you smile back at me yeah because if you could, I know if I, if I, because I'm, I'm that type of guy, I can go and I, re, I, can, I don't know what it is. I can go in and read the room like crazy yeah, and stuff. But you, I can tell the, the vibe of a room like in a freaking heartbeat because my vibration is so hot. Everything, you know, I meditate, I, I you know, I, I chant, I do the bowls, you know, you know, it's my cold Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do all that stuff. And you sound and, like uh, Alice Jones. It's like what? You you sound a little like Alex Jones too. You got that rough dude, strong voice. <laughs> dude, you just hit you just got me blushing. She uh <laughs> Yeah. I wish I was out there. No, yeah, but see that's what it, in for a, Sorry, go ahead. I probably got got has the same body shape as him too. <laughs> no shit. Honest to God. I got a big ass belly and stuff with me too. We, we've, yeah, we probably don't look too much different when we got side by side of it. Yeah, for sure. And man, so, if I were to see you like walking down the highway, I would have never guessed that someone like you was like into this path. And that's why it's important, like you said, to try to talk to everyone, find the others. It, <laughs> it's so funny because I wear these all these. I got have my big Jesus because I, I went to a shrine. We have a shrine uh, that's close to here that Mother Angelica's buried at, and literally this shrine. Thank God pulled me to the shrine because of, you know, what the, I'm sure you're a truther, you know, what the, about the Catholic church and yeah, yeah. what they do to kids and yeah. the Vatican. And so we have one of those big places, like literally right over here by seven miles from my house that has probably seven 
dump truckloads of gold in it. Whoa. Uh, literally, the entire, when you walk into the church, the entire altar, entire architectural construct of it is solid gold. I'm not talking about gold-plated. I'm talking about solid gold. Whoa. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's called the Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament. I'm going to look uh, it up. What's it called? Out here. And it, the Shrine? Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament. And uh, the shine of the most blessed sacrament. Uh, so, but, you know, and God keeps pulling up by saying, I'm Catholic, but I don't practice Catholic. My mom, I was born baptized Catholic. I used to, I grew up, went to whatever church is closest on the corner. That's how, you know, where we, where we rented a house at. Mm-hmm. That's the best I could do. But I was born baptized Catholic, and I always saw a lot of their stuff was very, when I, I married, my first wife was Catholic, and, you know, so my kids was in Catholic school for a while, and I thought everything was always, it was weird to me, because I thought everything was so ritualistic, you know, and you have to do all the little signs and yeah. this and that yeah, and stuff. Well, it, well, as I'm enlightened, because one of the first rabbit holes I went down when I started all this was about the children, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about about how, you know, I really went down that, saw things uh, that I had to stop on seeing because it was very disturbing. But, but I had to see that stuff first. I think that's what kind of helped guide me, push me harder on this and about the deception, you know. But I didn't take everything. You know, you got some people who just take everything they read and they just run with it. Yeah. And stuff, I wasn't that, I, I try not to be that tight. I try to check two or three other sources, you know, before I, you know, I talk to my friends about it. It's not like I talk with a ton of, I talk with a ton of people who work every day around the world through my work, but... As far as just talking to people, I don't want to be on the phone very much. I told Kirk, mm-hmm. I make 50, 60 calls a day. But um, but I lost where I was at. Uh, you were talking about oh, the about, shrine of the... About the church. Yeah, I'm sorry. It pulled me out there and stuff because the children thing and yeah. how the Vatican, how... Um, how What was her mother, Teresa? Oh, yeah. How, you know, she her orphanages and stuff were not orphanages necessary to save children. Yeah. Orphans were to abuse and ritualistic, use them in rituals and traffic, adrenochrome and all that crazy. Yeah, trafficking, adrenochrome, all the bad, terrible stuff that's still going on to this day, like you would not believe, mm-hmm. especially with our border open. All right, I'm sorry if you guys out of Texas, man. My brother lives in Texas, and that shit's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my thing is, is they're saying tonight, I don't know if you look, tonight at 6 p.m., you know, they're releasing the, uh, the footage over Memphis, right? Oh no! Uh, the people that, yes, they're expecting Memphis to be burned to the ground tonight. Oh shit! I'm gonna have yes. to look into that. Because, well, you know those four cops got all, or they didn't get all. They're getting charged with murder for killing that guy. Which guy? I don't and even they remember. They got bought. Who? 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 Are I you just heard about? about it. I had to do a little research on it today because my brother-in-law that were talking about it. Yeah, they're talking about Atlanta. You know, because there's something about again that happened in Atlanta this weekend and. They're on a uh, state of emergency. They called in a thousand national guard. Oh damn! To Atlanta, man. Yeah. So my thing is, is, is that this, this stuff in Memphis really does happen? Like they say, I have to. That's going to be a trickle effect for to for the inside to start destructors on the inside. It happens in a lot of big cities. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get off the off topic. But I'm just, I like I said, I study this crap every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll we'll look into so, that later. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead, continue with the church. The Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I go out there and I pray to have, like, it's just so holy out there. 
even though I got up and I'd go to, because I have to church, the ceremony or whatever, every single day and, uh, at seven. And I, I'd go out there and most of I'd go in and sit and I'd leave before they give communion or break bread and stuff like that. I just wasn't into the, the ritualistic ways of everything. I start realizing, you know, even when you did the, 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 the cross, you know, you know, the Hail Mary or whatever, it, it's, it's even like a star David. Hmm. Wow. It's all it, the the Pope these days. It, I mean, he's walking around with broken crosses. That what disturbs me about this place. After I see the Pope has, you know, he replaced all the stuff in the Vatican with all those reptiles, serpents, right? You know, which is all devilish. Mm-hmm. Which is all devil. Yeah, he replaced all the stuff back behind it with serpents and snakes, and you know, which that's all demons signs and symbolism right. and stuff and uh this church here on top of the church it pisses me off because they have a broken cross this place is like 400 million dollars and the, the damn cross on top of the church is broke oh yeah i see it i see it it looks like a t it's broke it's a broken cross man it's wow. broken, broken cross is not good wow. it's a symbolism it's a sim- symbolism for <laughs> for evil yeah folks I, so, y'all can't see but i'm gonna post these pictures so i looked up the church the shrine of the blessed sacrament and inside it's beautiful it's gold like you said it's all not gold plated it's solid gold right yes so yeah, they have, not, yeah solid they, gold. they have all that money but they can't fix the cross outside what's going and on that, that that place is that place you turn onto the road to go to that place is three they own all the property from where you turn off three miles back to it three miles back to it and it, everything behind it is a big creek there's a creek around it mm. so one day i was sitting in church there and i had a young guy i had never heard him talk so i always want to see what the message one time their message was that's about oppressing people oppressing we're oppressed in the ukraine war and the message church why are you talking about that right right you're supposed to be you know Speaking the Bible, speaking the word. Yeah. And said, so, well, that guy one day, that kind of made me get me upset because, you know, it's just talking about not what it should have been talking about. Next time I went, man, it was literally talking about pedophilia. How so? This young guy, I'm sitting in front, I'm sitting behind this beautiful family with three kids and uh, three kids. They're Spanish American, beautiful family. And this guy's what they're talking about. He's talking about, um, he was, I can't remember who he was talking about. He was talking about the Bible, Old Testament. So, so yeah, he's walking by, and he looks down, and this girl, he sees that she's she's naked. He sees that she is of, you know, of age, ripened, I think they said. Uh-huh. Right? So he took her. He took her to be his wife, gave her leather sandals, gave her this. So he raped her. Wow. And she's like 13 years old, 14 years old, when they start her period. Oh, whatever. God. It's just, so he starts talking about that. He starts talking about that. I'm like, what the f-? What? And he's talking about digesting her in gown. He's grooming her. Right. He's talking about grooming her. Right. Giving her nice lace dresses and stuff like that. Well, then he starts talking. He goes right on the next thing. He's talking about another man um, adopting a girl and waits until she is of age for her to become his wife. Yeah, so gr- and doing the same thing, buying her leather sandals and this other man. I got up and walked out. That shit pissed me off so bad. Yeah, it pissed me. Off. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah, and, and so I'm like, 
it, it pissed me off, honest to God. Yeah, it's it's sad, Joey, because everything in this world is literally upside down. Everything's backwards. Yeah, and you got everybody sitting in there, and nobody else is even batting an eye about it. Right. That's what that's that's how you that's how it shows you how many people's asleep still. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here letting this guy see you talk about grooming children and stuff, and y'all are just sitting in here. He's just saying it's okay. Yeah, just eating it up. Uh, and I guess let yeah. me tell you about once I, I, I go to a church too. Um, just, it's because I want my kids to have a proper structure. You know, eventually yeah, I'll tell yeah, them. Yeah, that, eventually they'll learn how it's it's become good. corrupted. But now I, I went and I stopped going because of this. Because the last time I went, they were talking about tithing and how we all pay money for coffee or for Netflix or Disney. Kind of like promoting these things. Like if these are things that Christians should have at their house, Netflix and, and Disney. And if we're really a church about waking people up and spreading the truth, shouldn't the first messages that you talk about be about turning off the TV, turning off Netflix, turning off the media, and turning yes. off all of this shit that they're putting in our mind? The evils of Disney? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. My father-in-law, he's gotten into this. It's, it's, a, it's a redneck church. So it's a one that I don't like going. One of the ones where they fall out on the floor because they got the spirit. So <laughs> okay. I don't like them. Yeah. And yeah, I ain't doing all that. So, but I, you know, he talked about I said, look, at the, one of my first things I do every single day, been doing is the very first videos I always do is at least I, I wake up and tell God, thank you for letting me be here. Thank you for letting me wake up. I said, if I do anything today, I want to do one thing to get closer to you. Mm. Even if it is helping that one little person. That's that's doing something to be closer to be godlike. We are all God in ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are our conscious. We are all godlike if we just start thinking like God and stuff instead of fighting and bickering over what the hell's posted on this. And my thing is, is I try to give, and I spend a lot of time on social media now because I work from home and stuff. But I feel like I, forever and ever I wouldn't post all this crazy stuff, but. I'm like, what am I doing good? I'm just taking all this in. And I done got about blocked on everybody else because a lot of this stuff is true stuff, but they all the guidelines that don't want people to see this truth. You have to go places like Telegram. Well, people don't know nothing about Telegram. Uh-huh. They, don't even, they don't care about it. They need to see it on the things that they mainstream, that they look at. Instagram, Facebook, whatever. In, yeah. In Twatter. Or not Twatter. Yeah, Twatter. I call it Twat. Twatter. Twatter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's but, uh, and like I said, I mean, they go those main things. That's what we need to be spreading all the info on. That's what the main people don't look. People, you know, how I many people when I say, "Hey, download that Telegram," like, what's that? Yeah. Like the place you really need to be going to get a lot of your information. Right. You know, if you want to see what's really going on in this world, yeah, not being lied to by the mainstream media. Exactly. It's, my my mom, she's so brainwashed. And she's like so addicted to that, and they're it's programming. It's all about programming. There is like I have to watch the, the news. I have to watch the news to see what's going on in this world. I said that's the last damn place you need to be watching. Exactly. Yeah. Everything they tell you, you got to take it the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I thought. And I just it, can't do that. Why we need to? But but we have to also give them uh, some slack because the older generation, I mean, they're set on their ways, and we love them. But it is kind oh, of yeah. frustrating when you you just kind of want to shake them and be like, come on. Come on, just listen well, to me. I'm your son, but you trust these people on TV that you don't even know. Yeah, well, she trusted them. She trusted them. She loved Fauci first, 
And I said, Mom, look, I've studied about this virus. This is before a lot of stuff came out. I paid money to pay for a uh, prescription to, to our subscription to uh, a thing that did nothing but people that had side effects and just thousands of videos. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom, do not take the shot. It's not, she still did it and got a booster and stuff, and uh, she's okay. She went in the hospital and almost died, and they pulled, she's she's bipolar and stuff, and they pulled her off her psych med, meds, transferred her from one hospital to another hospital, and oh my God, we almost lost her because this doctor who's never been seen her before takes her off of 50 years of psych, psychotic medicines mm-hmm. my mom takes. He just called her, took her off every one of the she needed me for when she transferred hospitals without consulting a psychiatrist. Wow. And so... The hospitals are trying to kill us all too. Once you get in there for the COVID, uh-huh. you know it's the COVID's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, amen, amen, brother. Man, we get along so well. Man, I I, I love connecting with people. And now, Joey, I have a friend like you in Alabama. I have a friend like you in in New York, in England, all over the world. We're connecting. We're finding each other. And the internet, I feel they kind of try to use it to manipulate us and they kind of are with social media. But like you said, with things like Telegram and all these alternative things where you really have to go to find the truth, it's run away from them and the truth is spilling out. And these are things we were never meant to know, but yeah. with, the, with the internet, we're learning and we're communicating and, and we're going to win eventually. Like you said, it's going to be a slow process, but in the end, the truth will always prevail. I definitely think we're on top of the hump now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, with us taking back, you know, taking the Congress or at least having control of the Congress and stuff, you know, we, you know, have McCarthy in their pocket. He has to, he has to do whatever, you know, Trump and all his, his endorsed people say he has to do, mm-hmm. you know, or he can be, I don't know if you saw that or not, but he can be removed from his position at any time if he does not go by exactly what they're voting for or whatever it's called. You know, but McCarthy signed the thing; he can be pulled out of there immediately at any point in time. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I used to really be really deep into the politics thing, but now, I don't know. When now that I think about it, whenever you see anyone like on that big stage like that, Joey, to me, anyone like on the big big stage, they have masters. Oh, they're bald. Yeah, they're they're, they're bending the knee <laughs> to something. So I don't really trust them. And I know sometimes there's good news. Oh, I don't trust them either. But but yeah, like I said, I rather. I don't trust them either. Whatsoever. Yeah, to me now it's more like what you're doing. Just just go in nature, like do your thing, and don't worry so much about like what other people are doing. It's more about becoming financially free having your own food, your own chickens, because now everyone, the price of chicken, people are going crazy over the price of eggs, and it's just more of a walking away. And It's going to get worse, man. I'm in transportation logistics. Okay. I've been stocking up for this stuff for years and, and, and stuff, and the supply chain, how it's got hit, like you said, it's like a wave. Mm-hmm. If you, something happened, you know, whatever you're having problems, they're shutting down for COVID six months ago, that's all really the stuff that's, you know, it's really starting to hit us now. Right. So what because, can you, you know, what kind of insight? Sorry, what kind of insight can you give us since you're in the trucking business and this type of moving moving stuff around the country? Well, like I said, you know, back when China was keeping everything on lockdown, all the ports locked down and, and stuff, and they're treating their people absolutely horrible. But, um, but the ports being shut down, stuff like I said, a lot of our imports comes from, from China. And like I said, a lot of our medicines, I'm sure you've been here, like people that still take like Adderall and other things. There's been a nationwide shortage on that stuff for a 
couple months now, two months, I know. It's stuff um, that they can't get it because it's not coming off, you know what, like 90% or something of our medical or prescriptions come from China yeah. or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, but it's all a trickle effects. Like I said, you have stuff in the pipeline. But then again, when, you know, Biden screwed it up about a year, year and a half ago when he wouldn't let truck drivers into the ports, I had a 1099. A 1099 is pretty much your owner-operator. <laughs> hmm. The owner-operator gets a 1099. And that's that's practically most all your big trucks on the road that goes in these ports and all that stuff. Everything. So, you know, that you put a backhaul. You remember when they were saying all these ships are sitting out in the ocean and, yeah, yeah. you know, just all around the whole country, mm-hmm. you know, just piling up, piling up. It, it's, I think it's eased up a little bit, but I think it's eased up a little bit because there ain't more coming. <laughs> Man. Dang, it's scary. You see what I'm saying? Oh, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, I've been saving milk jugs. I got, I got, um, cause I taught myself how to last summer i taught myself how to grow it stuff from seeds you know grow it stuff and all winter i saved by milk jugs and lemonade jugs and stuff so you can make little terrariums inside with your seeds during the winter hey you, had to. you should make pretty videos much. about that joey that'd be pretty cool it actually you know you take cut a little side part out of a milk jug soil in it seed you can grow your seed from in there it's like a little terrarium yeah man you should make videos about That's, that people would eat it up that, that would be. That would be. I mean, it's waking up and getting people to... And my thing is, I post so much of my stories, I just hope uh, just one or two or a few will just grab it and go look at these other people's profiles. Yeah. Like I said, you know, and I've always wanted to do stuff like this and get on podcasts. And when I eventually retire, I'm going to go out and, and help people. You know, I, you know, I want to teach people how to become more spiritual, how to get in touch with Earth and... How to manage stress. That's one thing when I was in the Marines and stuff that taught me big time is, is how to manage stress mm. and stuff. So I've always been in a high stress environment work all the time mm-hmm. and uh, managing stress. But I, I'd manage my stress. So I know with operation, you're managing your stress differently than managing your stress at home. It's just two different things. Right, right, right. It really is. So, but if you can't manage stress at home, all you're doing is pushing away from your family, mm-hmm. and you're you're obligating yourself to a job, to a company that gives a shit less about you. Right, right. They'll replace you next week if you've been there 20 years. Mm-hmm. They don't give a damn. They gotta find somebody to get in that spot. And no matter how much hard work, no matter how much it tears your family apart, no matter if they want you to work 80, 90 hours a week, and you know, pretty much saying piss on your family. Mm-hmm. We gotta get our family core values back in America, in this world. Yeah, and again, once again, I'll say it again, our government has pushed these schools to not like their parents. That's another thing you were talking about earlier is they don't want us liking our parents. Yeah, You know, they don't want them to. I'm, they push all this gay phobia stuff and transphobia stuff and everything. It's that's all it's ever talked about. It seems like my kids, I'm, my kids are going to be coming out of school, being homeschooled mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hopefully we'll be on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, this has been great, man. I can keep on talking to you for a long time. As a matter of fact, I want to have you on again and and talk about maybe your dad in the mafia and the Marine Corps and all the stress you did and more more on the trucking industry because having someone like you who made a company or whatever you called it as big as you did, $12 million a year, man, that, that must be a shitload of stress. And you, you meditating and yeah. going in nature, man. Those are great ways to like ground yourself and release all that stress. And um, it really is. 
Yeah, I want to talk to you again, Joey. People very... just start taking time for themselves. People just need to start taking. I started doing some videos on YouTube and stuff. Say, so if people just start taking with this, just take five minutes, five minutes a day out of your busy, busy day. Take five minutes a day away from everybody else. Get up five minutes earlier and just sit somewhere and keep. Don't even look. At your, don't even look at your phone. Nothing. Just it's just got to be there. Close your eyes, breathe, and just clear your mind. And if you can start doing that and see how good that feels, you'll start picking up to 10 minutes, 15 minutes and stuff. Cause you'll like it. How it makes you feel. Yeah. You know, lines your chakras. I mean, it, it's, it gets you going, man. It makes you feel good. And, and it's so simple yet. People will hesitate to do it. So I always ask, exactly. I always ask the guests to leave. It's so like simple. A, I always ask the guests to leave us, leave like a, a no or like a, Thing people could do and that's perfect just take five minutes guys five minutes what's it gonna do what are yeah. you gonna lose five minutes just try it and it's it seems hard by yourself it's gotta be by yourself right. it's you know it's solitude no phone no <laughs> you, music you can't have kids screaming yeah they have kids screaming you can't have it's gotta be something to clear your mind so you can tap it and feel that it, so you're talking to yourself to your other they call it you have your conscious and your supraconscious they mm -hmm. call it your higher you know, it's your Jekyll and your Hyde. We all have our Jekyll or Hyde. If we don't tie, <laughs> we don't tame that that you know Jekyll in there. You know, like I said, it's gonna be bad. Yeah. So five minutes, guys. We can all do bad things. It's so easy to do something bad, but it's so like some people think it's so much harder to do something nice and easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's because, like you said, the media and all of that has corrupted our minds and has put so much action that people can't go nine seconds without like needing their phone or or to something to like take their mind off of their own thoughts. Yeah, that's exactly right. It, it is. I mean, but like you said, one person at a time, and, and it takes a lot of hard work. But like I said, it takes a lot of talking to people and opening it up and trying to grab that person. You know, that you may be in in the store with help that person that needs help that's around you. Don't just walk by them. Mm -hmm. Don't just, you know, somebody there needs something. See, if it takes you two minutes, it may take you 10 seconds to help that person. Yeah. We start thinking that way. It takes to get a lot better, a lot faster, but everybody's so damn scared, mm -hmm. you know, which it's a scary place right now in the world. It really is and stuff. But I guess it comes back to that point where you got to kind of be fearless too. Yeah. So, I love it, brother, man. You're, you're, I, I, you can do definitely podcast, bro. You have the voice, first of all, and the tenacity and the experience of a lifetime, you know, to like really talk about this. Show. I appreciate you're, that. You're really smart, and I, I appreciate it. Like people who, who you know, you barely meet, and they're, you're like, wow, holy shit, you really been on this path hard now for a while. Yeah, and it's good talking to people like you because I really don't get to. I meet people in the. Instagram and stuff, and it's like, you know, I don't really get talked to this person, you know, talk, talk. Like I said, I gave you my phone number. Call me. If anybody's having a bad day, I got a guy in California and stuff, Henry and stuff, and he does all kind of DJing and stuff. And if I tell him, if you got a bad day, call me. I don't, I don't care what time it is. If you need to talk, talk, let's talk. You know, we're human. Yeah. You know, because like yeah. I said, so many times you don't know who the hell you're talking to on the other, line, on the other side of that, that chat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I love your perspective, Joey, and uh, I definitely want to do this with you again. And I have a couple of podcast buddies that I can share, and I'm sure they'll be delighted to talk with you. Awesome, brother. Thanks, Juan.
Have a great weekend, my man. Yeah, so we'll definitely do this again, but if you have another little tidbit of, of a tip or a hint or a life hack you want to share with people, what would you say if you had the ears of the whole world? Find the way to find peace and learn how to love. When I mean love, don't not just your family. Love everyone and everything. If you have a perspective to look at, you want to love. Love is a universal key to everything. If you can look at somebody and say, hey, I love that person. I want to give them a hug. Or if you can figure out how to do that without saying, oh, you know, you know, that what's that person where? It ain't like that, man. Just it's, just say, I love you. I love you. Have an open heart. Don't feel like everybody's going to backstab you and betray you. You know, people will do that. But you can't. You can't just put yourself out like that, that way. You're never going to get anywhere in life. You're going to be the person that's curled up in the corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just get out there and try to love a different way you love now. And and no matter who they are and how you see them and stuff, you see somebody sad, say, hey, I love you. You don't have any people I just text, I love you. That has no freaking clue who I am. <laughs> I do and, and, and stuff. So you I tell people I love them all the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. And my wife thinks I'm crazy, but and like I said, people probably think I'm crazy too when they get the message. Like, who the hell is this? Yeah, I, I'm going to start doing is, that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I seriously do. I'm, I'm you. You would be surprised the shocks you get. You know. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's like I said. I mean, it's it, something like this one guy's photography. One day, I mean, keep going on, but. He actually just said, hey, man, I like your profile. Thank you for spreading the love and light. Uh, keep it up. Good job. Man, he just started going into this thing about, you know, his, hey, misses his kid. And, you know, he's getting on this better path. And he just got out of the military. And so we started talking. And I, and I feel like I kind of, I, I helped him at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like I said, you can't save everybody at every moment and every time. But you can say someone that's right there in front of you at that moment and this time. How I about that? It. I love it, brother. Exactly. When when <laughs> everyone's like dying to get all this cloud, these followers online, when there's people right next to you that you can give them a hand. Exactly. Your neighbor, for example. You know, your neighbor. A lot of people don't even know their neighbors anymore mm-hmm. in, in neighborhoods and stuff and and stuff. You know, you see your neighbor got all some older neighbors next door and. You see them struggling, so run over there and go help. It applies everywhere. Yeah. If you show love to people, love will come back to you tenfold. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you, Joy, for putting time aside for us. Um, we're going to do this again sometime. Um, please send me your – you said you have oh. a YouTube page. I, I don't see that link on your Instagram. Can you send me that? Yeah, it's not. I didn't have enough room to type it in there. Yeah, I'll send it to you, buddy. Yeah, send me that, and I'll put all the links down below, and uh, y'all can follow him. Guys, pull up your phones. Go to Instagram. Do it right now. Pull up the search button. Type in Joey underscore B dot seven seven. And from there, he'll have the links to his other ones. And I'll put the link down below, too, though, if you're too lazy. Um, and I'll, I'm going to put his YouTube link as well. So, um, yeah, just go check out his pictures, man. It's just it's nice to look at things. Like this, because what they promote, like twerking or, or, or money and cars and all that shit, that's yeah. just distractions. Yeah. That's just. It is. It, it so is. It's stuff. And, you know, like 
my thing I go by is you can also find me. I put on everything I do is is hashtag Joey B Manifest Love. Yeah, love manif Joey B Manifest L Manifest Love L U L U V. I tag that on everything, so you can just put search that hashtag and I tag it on everything I do. Yeah. So y'all heard、I'll、it from. I'll make it easier. Yeah, y'all heard it from Alex Jones himself, folks.、Um, we're gonna do this some other time, and、uh, thank you, Joy, and bless you. Bless you, man. God、right. bless. Peace. Bye. All right, guys. I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation with Joy B. Man, that's an interesting ass guy, and he just reminds me so much of Alex Jones. But、um, I don't know. I hope y'all know and understand that yes, Alex Jones does bring some good knowledge sometimes. But he's an entertainer. He's made his money off of his niche, and off of the people that support him. And a lot of the people, like Joy said earlier, you have to be able to discern and check your sources—two or three sources. You know, make sure that what you're looking up is actually something citable. And yes, I know some of that stuff won't be found on major social media sites or、uh, major news outlets. But you have to find a way to kind of verify. And it is kind of hard, but. Uh, once you're in this game for long enough, you kind of figure out how to surf those waters. And、um, so, as we were finishing up,、um, I was thinking about what song to play. And、um, there was one part during the podcast when I said that everything is backwards, and it actually has to do with the post that I posted on、um, today. No, a couple days ago. Let me see. Let's look it up real quick.、Um, um, basically, I posted a picture of Will Ferrell. He was attending a spirit cooking session dinner with、uh, Marina Abramovich, and if y'all don't know,、uh, Marina Abramovich is basically a witch. She makes art, but it's very type of occult type of art. It's dark.、Um, you can tell she she does this type of art where she uses human urine, human blood, and human semen. She mixes it and she paints or writes with that. Uh, just a bunch of disgusting, degenerate shit, and、um, I, I just posted、um, a picture of Will Ferrell here at this meeting, and、uh, I put on the on the、uh, caption, "Learn to untwist and unwind what is presented to you in the media." And with that, I put a song because now you can add songs onto your post. A song by Apollo Brown,、uh, called "Deliver Us from Evil," which basically starts with I think it's.、Uh, This is a big speaker that I've heard of, and I try to look for him. And his name is actually I found it,、uh, Michael Elner, I think. Let me see, just make sure.、Uh, basically, Michael Elner gave this speech about how everything's backwards, everything's upside down, <clears throat> and it's a great、uh, intro speech, a great sampling of a of a lecture, and then comes in this type of rap song from a guy named Apollo Brown. So please, guys, go check out、uh, Joey's site. I'm gonna put the links down below. Um, find the others, guys. Stop watching Netflix. Stop watching Disney. Stop watching the shit that they're shoving down your throat, and seek out the stuff that that will benefit you and make your consciousness grow.、Um, and that's pretty much it, guys.、Uh, I could go into another bunch of tangent tangents right now. I'm thinking about, but y'all gonna have to wait till I do either a solo podcast or figure some type of way to make money off of this, because you know. No one's paying me to do any of this. I I love doing this.、Uh, I love scheduling it. I love talking to the people. I love fucking with everything on the computer. You know, I'm just doing it because I want to. 
And I'm sure all of us here think how great would it be if we could make money doing something that we actually love doing and we do out of passion instead of having to wake up because an alarm clock told us, you know. But um, that's about it now, guys. Uh, again, please check out Joey's stuff. He has some great pictures. He takes some awesome pictures. Um, and find the others. So this is Deliver Us From Evil by Apollo Brown. And remember, know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace. Look at us. Everything is backwards. Everything is upside down. Doctors destroy health. Lawyers destroy justice. Universities destroy knowledge. Governments destroy freedom. The major media destroys information. And religions destroy spirituality. That's where we are.
will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil.